at the beginning when I started to see belly dance in YouTube and I fell in love with it, it was a few videos of drum solo and uh, for me was the sound for me was more interesting than the dance and I tried to play but for me it was complicated to find this uh, small technique by hands. I cannot move my fingers so fast. And I found, by chance, I found that by my body, I can play drums better than with my fingers. <laughs> Welcome to Belladance Live podcast. My name is Jana Komarnitska. I'm a full-time dancer based in Toronto, performing a variety of Middle Eastern and Central Asian dance styles, including ballet dance. You can find me at janadance.com as well as on Insta or Facebook by Jana Dance or Jana Komarnitska. I'm happy you've decided to join us for this weekly dose of dance inspiration because here on this podcast we explore all nuances and insights into lifestyle of ballet dancers and we are having amazing star guests who share their stories, secrets and tips with you. Hello guys, this is another episode of Ballet Dance Live podcast and I am super excited today because on today's show we have amazing guest Alex Delora. You've asked me so many times already to bring her on podcast. I believe from the very first episode that I released, I got like 10 messages from people like, oh, can you interview Alex Delora? <laughs> so I'm so happy to have her finally here, Ukrainian ballet dancer, which is even more special for me <laughs> from the same country originally as I am, but a Ukrainian ballet dancer who is acknowledged all around the world, travels uh, every week, uh, sometimes I be believe even uh, more than once <laughs> per week from one part of the world to another, teaches her amazing technique, the queen of drum solo, who, if you've never seen her drum solo videos before, you definitely should <laughs> go and check them because they are fun and engaging mood and technique. It just captivates and engages uh, attention of audience all around the world. So I'm super, super happy to have her here on podcast and welcome to the show, Alex. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And, you know, for me, it's a big surprise that people already asked to have this interview in podcaster. Okay, thanks to everyone. So I'm very happy to be here with you, Jana. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy we finally managed. I know you have crazy schedule from one trip to another, and I uh, hope we'll uh, get a little bit insights into this lifestyle today <laughs> and uh, hearing from you your crazy uh, adventures. Um, but to start our conversation, let's go back in years. And can you tell us, please, how did belly dance become part of your life? Ah, it's a very interesting question. Uh, actually, I danced not from my childhood. And um, in my childhood, I did sports. And I didn't like music at all. I couldn't listen it at home when my mom started to play some music i told her like please stop i don't like i don't want music in home hmm. yes but with time i started it was enough for me of sport and i decided to change i stopped to do sport and i decided like oh i want to dance <laughs> and i went to 
some group. I wrote about it uh, the post in Instagram. There was event. I wanted to dance uh, in this event. I came to the repetition, to the preparation. We started to dance. And after one month, they told me like, please, Alex, you know, something is wrong. Let's do, maybe you can walk like in carnaval dress with the fear feathers you're tall so you can be just fun in the feathers mm -hmm. i said okay let's try we started to do training about this thing and after one month again they tell me like you know dance is not for you you will never be able to dance oh wow. yes you you cannot dance. You cannot feel your body. You cannot feel the rhythm. You cannot feel the music. You did sport before. Okay, go and continue to do sport, but not dance. And I said, like, oh, really? And uh, this time when we were preparing this performance, we did really not complicated choreography. And it was only one my, one my meet with the dance. So I have never imagine something another about dancing they think ah it's not so complicated you're dancing i will try but not with you and i went to another group i was not sad that they told me like you will never be able to dance i went to another group i came to traditional gypsy group they were singing playing violin guitar and we were dancing with them and we started to develop dance so in this group i started to feel what is the music what is the construction of the music what is the rhythm what is the logic inside of any composition and i finally understood what is the dance and i really fell in love with this and i found that oh gypsy dance is a cool okay i like it so much but some my child from some dreams from my childhood. It was belly dance. I saw it somewhere on TV and it fixed in my mind so much. So I was dancing in gypsy group and myself at home, I started to do belly dance. Hmm. And my teacher in dance uh, gypsy group, they started to help me like to, to develop my technique, to develop my dance skills because Anyway, dance is a dance. It's belly dance or it's gypsy dance or it's ballet or it's jazz. I don't know any kind of dance has the special dance base. Yeah, so we should discover this dance base. And they started to do this exactly with this gypsy group. Wow, I can't believe that someone told you that dance is not for you. That's unbelievable. <laughs> how, many, yes. how many years ago was that approximately? I was in university. I started to dance when I was in university. Mm -hmm. I never answer how many years in general I dance because it gives some prejudgment. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like when people don't have it. I like when people just love what they do. So how many years I do belly dance and how many years before it was, this I never answered. Mm -hmm. What I can tell, it's just that I was already adult. I was with a with brain, <laughs> not <laughs> child. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely mm -hmm. a point that sometimes we too much rely on the numbers of years, like for whatever reason, whatever we are talking about. But 
it's not about number of years, it's about quality of years. Yes. I was more asking to see like, okay, how long was that journey like to take you from the point that someone told you like, oh, you can dance to now being successful dancer traveling all around the world and uh, teaching dance now. <laughs> That's crazy story. But um, so you mentioned that you started doing ballet dance at home on your own. And um, how did ballet dance path later developed? Like, did you go to any school formal or did you practice on your own? Because you also have very specific, very um, significant dance technique. So was it inspired by some specific teacher or, I don't know, other dancers you saw or your own inventions? <laughs> uh, well, uh, when I started to do gypsy dance, I also came to belly dance class, but it was uh, fitness belly dance. Uh, for that time, it seems like, okay, it's great because now another classes of belly dance in my city. And actually, it was the beginning of develop of belly dance, so you cannot find uh, really too much of this information about this dance so i came to fitness belly dance but later i did myself at home fitness belly dance give me just some base like a wave omi some shimmy something like this but i discovered belly dance myself at home with internet it was time of youtube mm -hmm. and i was watching like a jelina sadie sonia belly dance superstars rachel bryce of tri tribal queen really queen uh, so my belly dance style appeared by influence of these stars of this style from america and uh, maybe maybe that's why it looks like this because in Ukraine, in that time, belly dance started to appear and, um, well, it was a lot of uh, belly dance fitness way, uh, belly dance fitness schools. So maybe everyone developed in a similar mm -hmm. way, but for me, it was a little bit another. And for me, it was very interesting thing that I was always watching videos in YouTube and like I see Jelena, Sonia... Rachel, Dina, Didem, I was watching these girls. And I thought this, uh, this is the belly dancer which I can meet on the competition. So this is the belly dance stars and they take part in competition. So my first competition when I arrive, I was hoping that I will see Jelena, Sonia and so on, so on. And I see like, oh, something strange. It's not these girls. And it's another level of belly dance. Of course, competition and stars, it's uh, different. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh, it's very interesting. It's another. And I don't understand. They dance in another way than I do. Because I have never discovered Ukrainian and Russian belly dancers. I was always looking somewhere far. Mm -hmm. And here... On the competition, it was first time when I see this style and I think, oh, it's it's another. I, I cannot understand how I dance. Do I do good or do I do bad? But I feel that I do another way than they do. And it was very interesting moment in my view, like my world start to be another. <laughs> because I have never seen these dancers before in this style. And first competition I came just to watch. 
And second competition, I think, okay, I don't know how I look. Maybe I'm very bad. Maybe I'm really don't have any skills. But I want to take part in this competition and better to be the most bad one between the best than to be the best between most bad. And I decided to register myself to professional category. <laughs> it was it's really strange. And now when I tell about this, it really sounds silly. It sounds crazy. But yeah, I decided to do like this. Why not? <laughs> and, and I won this competition. Wow. <laughs> yes, it was my the biggest surprise that I won it because everyone was very skeptic about my dancing and even me I was skeptic because it was just for fun I was touched by that word so that you will never be able to dance and I think like oh my god I don't believe I will and um, these words just made me to to love dance and to join to to enjoy it but Anyway, I was skeptic and everyone around was skeptic. And I remember I'm going home after competition and I'm in bus and I call to my mom and I tell like, oh, mom, I won the competition. Mom tell me, oh, really? Hmm, it's very strange. <laughs> I say, yeah, for me too, but <laughs> I, I won it. <laughs> and um, then I decided to go to a few another competitions but actually, I took part not in too many competitions. Really, this was first one, then second one, couple more, then one international belly dance, and I started to be invited like a ghost. Really, really not many competitions. And at your first competition, uh, what kind of dance uh, or song you were presented? Was it already drum solo? <laughs> yes, it was drum solo. <laughs> Uh, and how did your relationship with drum solo uh, develop? Because I kind of feel like you are almost in a love relationship with specifically this style. At least that's my impression. And uh, what do you find interesting in drum solo? Because a lot of your performances are specifically drum solo. That's why I sort of interpreted <laughs> that you're almost like in love with this music. Like, what do you find interesting uh, or challenging in it? Uh, I like so much the sound of the drum and at the beginning when I started to see belly dance in YouTube and I fell in love with it, it was a few videos of drum solo and uh, for me was the sound for me was more interesting than the dance and I tried to play but for me it was complicated to find this uh, small technique by hands. I, I cannot I cannot move my fingers so fast. Mm. And I found, by chance, I found that by my body, I can play drums better than with my fingers. <laughs> so I started to discover the music construction of these compositions and uh, how, can I, how can I show it with the body? How can I show it in the best way? for people who maybe are not so deep in this music. But with the dance, I can show them the beauty of these compositions. Mm. Because, you know, drum solo, it's a special music. It has no melody, it has no words. And a lot of people think that it has no mood. But no, it has mood because it's, it's done by 
percussionist and percussionist is the same human, the same person like we are, like we dancers. And uh, when he plays, he puts some mood inside. This is for sure. Something that you just said really caught my attention because you start talking about mood in drum solo music. And that's something I was curious to ask you because a lot of people think that drum solo is just, I would say, dance to a drum solo. It's just a sequence of movements. It's just like to show off technique or it doesn't have any meaning or anything like that. But watching your dance videos, like I personally rediscovered the drum solo nature because you have this sort of mini stories we don't see like i don't know a girl on stage who just does a sequence of movements we see a character we see all well, its playfulness or the joy or uh, communication with audience like you always put these uh, little like i kind of call them dance stories <laughs> in the dance but uh, can you tell a little bit more about this and how you approach then drum solo music or how you start working on either i don't know if you choreograph your performances or it's improvisation and how you try to find this mood or this kind of like um, character in each song Ah, well, for me, like I told before, I always remember that the percussionist is the person. It's a human. And uh, when he writes his music, it's not just, oh, here will be doom, here will, will be tech, and here will be trrr, and doom, tech, doom, tech, and here is composition. No, it's uh, logic, and for musician. The music is the way to express himself, like for the singer, for the poet, for writer, for painter, for everyone. Everyone uh, express their emotions, their inside world through the art. The musician does the same. And when he writes composition, I'm sure he has some feelings. And for sure, if you will listen many, many, many drum solos, you will feel that ah, oh, this one is more slow, this one is more fast, this one is more heavy, this more light, this more happy, this more sad, this is sexy, this is dramatic, and so on, so on, so on. This is the mood, moods of musician. And when I dance. I listen to the music and if this music catch the same vibrations of my mood and this moment, in my mind start to appear some pictures, some pictures of choreography, these small stories, these games. And um, mm -hmm. step by step I listen music one, two, three, four times again and again and again and again. And uh, this composition in my mind starts to be full and total, like a puzzle. Small elements arrive with, with every one time when I listen to music. And this is also a very interesting moment that when I listen to music, it seems like this choreography, which I will do, it's already done. And it seems for me like I watch it from the side. I don't imagine like I dance it. I imagine like I watch it. And I 
I see it from the side and I try to imagine what is interesting for me to see and what is not interesting for me to see. So like this, I analyzed the choreography like a watcher, not like a dancer. That's very interesting. Like you basically sort of see it in your mind and then I guess try to go and do it. Have you ever had moments that you imagined in your mind something I don't know, too complicated for your body, I will realize, oh, this is not realistic to do what I thought it's possible to do for this music. And if you had these kind of things, how you deal with them? <laughs> well, sometimes, yes, I see something very, very, very complicated, but I try to manage. I don't do choreographies very fast, like, oh, today I see the idea and tomorrow I dance. It usually takes like one, two, three months for appearance of new choreography. So it's enough of time to do some challenges. If I cannot do something, I try more and more and more and more until I can do. But if I still cannot do, okay, I change for something that will be interesting for me, like for Watcher, anyway. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's uh, interesting like to challenge your body with... Uh... Your own mind, I guess. <laughs> yes, it's not like you're even yes, taking someone yes. else's choreography, which by definition will be different for your own body. Like, I mean, for any dancer, like if you're trying to learn someone else's choreography, you will try to learn some movement patterns that are unusual for your body. But in this case, you basically, as if you are, your choreography persona is different from your dance persona. <laughs> so as if you are trying to embody someone else's choreography, but it's actually your own. <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah, but it's a funny thing that I cannot learn choreography of somebody another. <laughs> oh. Really. For me, it's very complicated because for me, always in dance must be logic. And as usually, when we come to the workshops, to classes, uh, we just learn choreography, like step by step, uh, step to the left, step to the right, shimmy, chest, hips, blah, 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 blah. But uh, this way doesn't let me to feel the story, to feel the thinkings of the dancer, uh, what she put inside, what she wants to tell to us by this story. And for me, I remember very easy music because I told that my belly dance stories started with love with the music, with, uh, with the drum solo. So I found that I cannot play, but I can dance. Okay. So I remember music very well. And I remember the logic very well and the feelings, but I don't remember movements. Mm -hmm. So... When I learned somebody choreography, for me, it's just movements. And for me, it's impossible to remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's very complicated. <laughs> ah, I see. And you also mentioned that mm -hmm. then you're trying to master your own uh, choreography creations. Uh, you're trying to challenge your body and uh, uh, do something that it's in the beginning maybe too complicated. And you mentioned that you just try again and again. But uh, do you have any, I don't know, like regular training routines that you do for yourself? Or how is your day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week, uh, training process looks like? Well, I don't have any special practice every day. And I always tell to the people that you can train 
being in your bed, just dreaming about the dance because the most important uh, it's what's going on in your mind, not what you do. Uh, very important to think about what you do and how you do it and how you train. For example, if somebody cannot do OMI, at first, for her, it's better to imagine this OMI than to do it one million times. Do you understand what I mean? You mean like visualize uh, yourself doing yes. it? Yes, yes. And everything, what whatever we do, it starts from the mind. So at first, our mind must be ready to do these things. Later, if mind understands what to do, what to do he will give the order to the body. Mm. But if you cannot understand what you do with your mind, how can you do it with your body? So any training process is in the mind. It's not in the classroom. Mm. For me, dance is a philosophy. It's not just a physical work. It's a philosophy which uh, stays with you 24 hours and you really can can go to sleep in the evening, at night you can see some dream and in the morning you will dance better because in this dream you understood something special about the dance. Hmm. That's interesting, but it's so true. Like Our brains send signals to our body what to do or what we want our body uh, to be able to do and uh, train in your mind first, even to... I guess practice the muscle of uh, believing that you actually can do because uh, believing in yourself it's uh, or not I would say I guess doubting that you're actually able to do it that's usually what stops most of uh, great successes and I mean by great successes even something like mastering this movement or, <laughs> or something like that is more our brains don't understand and sometimes don't believe that we are able to do it. <laughs> So at first we must start from the brain. That brain must believe that you will do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Because so I want to I want to tell that body has a very strong reaction to our thinkings. And uh, there is very simple sample of this way that uh, try to imagine now lemon. Do you know lemon? And mm -hmm. think about the test of the lemon. Mm -hmm. Do you feel in your mouth it starts to be more of um, sour lemonish? <laughs> yes, yes, sour lemon. And do you feel that your mouth inside starts to give reaction? Oh, yeah, it's so true. <laughs> yeah, so this is how our body give a reaction to everyone our thinkings. Just with the lemon, it's a very easy sample. You can feel it. You can feel it very clearly, but with another ways, with another thinking, maybe you don't feel it so easy, but it works. It, it the same. So we must be connected with our body. Our mind must stay connected with the uh, mm -hmm. body. Mind, mind and body, it's together. And this is the dance when mind and body together. So funny, I just uh, recently, I just now connecting the dots, but it's basically sort of relevant uh, 
topic, but um, exactly about the brains and how they interpret things. I just recently wrote a couple like uh, posts or anything, but it was the topic about reasons and why we sometimes okay we know all reasons, but we play song and then we say oh it's Saidi, then it's like Maksum instead of Saidi. But like we are so sure Saidi, and uh, I I just realized that I was basically telling the same, but uh, not about lemon. It was about reasons. Or if you're trying to guess, if you're thinking mm-hmm. oh is it Saidi? You will hear Saidi even if it's Maksum there or something yes. else. So it's more like how brains they so easily interpret whatever we want them to interpret yeah, yes. in the way. Yes. So we always should remember about it because we think like, oh, dance, it's my beautiful movements. I must just to train my hips, my chest, my belly, and blah 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 blah. But if you don't train your mind. <laughs> Your dance will be a little bit another. <laughs> so crazy. For your dance uh, training and your dance skills, do you do any other activities? Like you mentioned that you were um, very big in sports, like before you start dancing. Do you have this sports element now in your uh, general training or is it just dance now? Mm, well, now I don't do so much sport, just my body saved the shape after sport, which I did. I was a swimmer, I was a professional swimmer for a very long time. And uh, now I'm very thankful to my body that it saves in this shape. But uh, now I do just dance, but sometimes I think that anyway, I must give some some feedback to my body and to do some trainings. So time after time, I can go to run to the stadium. Time after time, I can go to gym with my friends. Mm-hmm. I can do some maybe more active elements in my dance classes with my students. So like this, it has some blasts of sport, but it's not systematical now. Uh-huh. Now, now it's just dance. I see. And how about your crazy backbends? Like, how do you develop your flexibility? Because I'm not sure if swimming can develop such flexible back, or maybe it's something just naturally in your body, or uh, do you do any stretching specifically, or any exercises for injury prevention? Because I can assume, like, with such uh, intense uh, movements, it's very possible to have some, I don't know, pains or possible injuries, like, do you do anything first to develop flexibility and second to prevent injuries? <laughs> well, I, at first I don't think that my back bands are too crazy because I think there is many dancers who can do more crazy. <laughs> But um, I don't do anything special for it, just, just I do back bands. They develop themselves. <laughs> I, I don't do anything special. I see. Just was uh, curious um, because uh, everyone has their own approach to dance and training. And uh, some people are uh, lucky to have natural like flexibility in the body. And some people just need, they have other advantages, but for flexibility, for instance, they need to work specifically. So I was curious if it goes um, a little bit 
easier for you or is it something that specific of flexibility in terms like or is it something that you actually work with intention and maybe share some uh, tips <laughs> for for everyone <laughs> uh, you know i can share only one tip for everyone that when you do back bend imagine that you go so deep down <laughs> everything starts from imagination like we were speaking before. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, now just you tell me, like, how you develop. And I remembered uh, when I came to fitness belly dance, like my very first classes, our teacher told to us, like, go back bend and look at yourself in the mirror. And I remember that I couldn't do this. But with time... I started like I started to relax my neck, relax my back, and I I like this movement, deep back bend, and I just imagine imagine that I do very deep back bend. At first I couldn't see the mirror really, but with time now you tell me that this is the crazy back bend, but I still see that it's not very crazy. It can be better, but okay, it means it moves. <laughs> Well, maybe even if it's not crazy by definition, but it's very impressive <laughs> and it really brings attention to it. Something that I recently wrote in one of your Instagram uh, posts mm -hmm. uh, was that you share that even now, every time going on stage to perform, you feel incredibly nervous. Yes, yes, I feel it and... When I started to do dance, I was I was waiting that moment when this feeling will leave me that I will I will not feel nervous before the stage, but it's already many years and it's still with me. So I lost hope that it will leave me. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned to live with it. But yes, I really feel very 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 nervous and. I try to analyze what is this, what is this feeling. And I'm nervous because I feel responsibility in front of audience. I feel responsibility for the information which I will give them through my dance. And responsibility about our connection. If it will happen. If, if we will be able to find the same vibrations of energy mm -hmm. this is what i worry about but it it's really very this feeling blocks me before the stage uh, i know sometimes i stayed uh, i stay on the backstage and dancers come to me like alex let's do selfie let's do some photo blah 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 and i tell like please not now later and in this moment i feel that i even cannot move my feet cannot go out from the floor and <laughs> I cannot do photo now <laughs> no photo now I, I I need to manage this feeling I need to go to the stage and to find a way to to manage my uh, worries my stress so no photos please don't speak with me Evan please I want to stay calm in this moment <laughs> I want to stay alone with myself but later after the stage Yes, I calm down and I'm very satisfied that, and I'm even satisfied by this fear before the stage. I really start to like it. I start to like this 
difference between the stress and satisfaction. <laughs> mm. Do you mean like you, because I was about to ask, uh, like you mentioned that you learned how to live with this nervousness and fear. Like, do you mean this, uh, that you actually start accepting and liking it? Yes, yes, yes. It's no, for me, it was no another way because nothing helped me, really. I read a lot of articles in internet, like how to manage your stress, how to manage your worries, how to manage your fear and blah, 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 blah. But... Nothing helped me. Anyway, I feel worried. Anyway, my knees are shaking before stage. So I just accept it as it is. And I start to love it. This is this is how I learned to live with it. Mm. That's all. That's all. If you were hope that I will give some advices how to manage the stress, no, no advices from me. Just love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think even just sharing about it, it's already a huge advice and encouragement for dancers because for someone who is just maybe beginner in the middle of their journey and they're super stressed and maybe not even want to perform, to try that first performance or to perform again, like after trying a couple of times, but just to hear that even established international stars get nervous before performance and before going showcasing their dance to, to audience like that's very encouraging and just means there is nothing wrong with with us <laughs> regular dancers <laughs> but i think actually i don't believe when people tell that they don't worry before the stage <laughs> really because how it's possible not to worry if you don't worry it's you must be not alive <laughs> because it's it's a very emotional moment. You arrive to the stage in front of many, many, many eyes, and for sure you don't want that your performance looks bad, right? And this is already stress. You you think that you want everything goes in the right way. This is already stress. So when people tell that they don't worry. I don't know. I don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> I think they believe anyway. Just maybe, maybe less. Maybe not so much. But anyway, they feel something. Because to tell I don't worry, for me it equals I don't feel anything. But how you can not to feel anything before you perform? For sure you feel. For sure you think about the details like... You start to check your costume. Did you close everything? Did you fix everything? It's stress too, right? I think everyone worries. <laughs> so this is normal. It's normal. <laughs> I guess it also depends on case by case and what uh, each person would perceive as worriedness. Yes. I yes. mean... Mm -hmm. I I can only also share my own experience because I experience both. I usually perform in Toronto in the smaller venues, like at uh, uh, weddings or, I don't know, restaurants or parties. And in the beginning, I remember I was super nervous, but now I don't feel that worriedness that I used to feel before. Like, I still check all the things, but I learned to enjoy the process of performing and starting performance. But whenever I go on stage in the theater, which for me is... Uh, compared to the total number of my performances is a very small percentage that I perform actual theater. And then I don't see people's faces. It's basically I go and it's a dark around me. Like, and I realize like I get 
so like stressed and worried about this so i guess it also depends on person's experience and uh, their preferences because i know for i heard other dentists they actually say that they prefer not to see people's faces so they feel more comfortable performing this darkness of the theater rather than have a small uh, small event and see people right close to you so mm-hmm. i guess it all uh, super individual but the fact that you worry there is nothing wrong with it i think that's the most important thing to to remember <laughs> Yes, yes, really nothing worry, no, nothing, nothing wrong if you worry. It, it means that you are alive, you are sensitive, and uh, you, you give reaction to the situation. Well, thanks for sharing. Uh, I find it very interesting and inspiring to hear different stories like this and uh, having these insights into uh, people's uh, experience, something that we don't usually have a chance to talk uh, or here, like, I don't know, in a talk or during workshop, or you just see this successful dancer, Alex Delora, absolutely um, <laughs> making everyone fall in love with her performance on stage, always smile, always full of energy. And uh, we don't really see and know what's going behind the scenes or inside uh, the dancer. And I think this gives much full understanding and appreciation of dance. <laughs> just... Uh, sometimes we see the dancers like through the screen of computer of telephone and we see the dancer with all this um, atmosphere but we forget that everyone dancer is a person like we spoke about the musician about the percussionist this is the person and we always should remember out about it the same for the dancer and every one person has uh, often feelings often fears Oven stories and oven inside world. So uh, yeah, we cannot uh, share this experience on the workshops, but I'm very happy that people have a chance to know the dancers like a persons with your broadcast. Mm. Thank you for this hard work and for giving chance to people to see the backstage of the dance or the inside world of every one person (laughs) well thank you for participating and agreeing to to open this uh (laughs) behind the scene doors for us to to see uh i still have a couple more questions that i'm dying to ask (laughs) yes yes sure sure so something else that caught my attention but it was a Recently, I believe either half a year ago or a year ago, I wasn't able to find again that Instagram post, but the, I remember when I read it, it really impressed me and I remember it till now. Uh, something that you said that you only recently danced, I believe, to Mejansa song. Yes. <laughs> With all your performances, it just, I don't know, half a year or a year ago, I don't remember exactly when I wrote, but how did it happen so uh, well, I have never danced Mejance. I did it this year for the first time, and one of the latest video in green costume. This is this Mejance, which I do for the first time in my life for the Mejance. Uh, well, I just have never fell in love with Mejance before. I don't know why, but never. Hmm. And Last year, in the end of last year, I found one track 
which I really fell in love. This is Ilahun Orchestra from Latin America, and the track has a name just Mejance, nothing more special. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's I found this music very interesting. It's not typical Mejance as we have it in the world of belly dance. It's a little bit more special for me. It has some modern instruments. It sounds very powerful, very strong, and at the same with dynamic and with interesting story. That's why I choose it. <laughs> I I never search for the music. I uh, don't think like, oh, I want to perform drum solo. Let's look for new drum solo. Or, oh, I want to perform some pop song. Let's search for new pop song. No, I never do this. I just listen to music and I feel like I'm catch it. I like this track. So I'm gonna to dance. So before, no one measure catched me. But this one, catched. <laughs> so I did it. <laughs> music finds you. It's interesting approach. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I guess it's such approach, you don't really have uh, any, I don't know, not to say system, it's not really the world I'm looking for, but any periodically changing your repertoire, you never really know when will be the next new choreography from you, and do you have any rule on, oh, I can perform this choreography, I don't know, only 10 times, and then I need to switch it, or how does that process look like? Because you have a lot of performances all around the world these days. I perform the same choreography until I feel tired from it. Like, I had one performance, well, many performances. Um, I have these choreographies and people like it. People ask me to dance one more time on their shows, but I feel pleased, but not this choreography because I feel tired from it. Later, I can come back. Like now, I have one drum solo performance, which I performed, I think, three years ago. And for that moment, I I feel very, very tired from this music. But this year I listen it by chance in my phone. I found this track again and I feel like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. I want to dance it again. Mm. <laughs> so I come back to this music. But as usually I don't do this. Ah, and I have one more choreography, Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. It's an old one too. I don't perform it anymore. But one organizer from the festival in Spain, it will be in October, she asked me two years ago, I was in her festival and she was expecting that I will dance Romeo and Juliet. But for that time, I didn't perform. But I promised to her that for the next time in her festival, I will do Romeo and Juliet. So this year, after a long stop, I will dance Romeo and Juliet again. Mm. <laughs> because I because I promised. <laughs> and do you feel you will do the same choreography or it's after so many years you will want to sort of revise and give another breath? Mm, so the choreography will be the same, but the story and my feelings will be different. Because I'm different, I have different feelings about this story today. So the movement can be the same, but with another energetic vibrations. <laughs> mm. Like this. <laughs> That's cool. Like it's not only about movements, it's uh, about energy and intention that you, you put in the movements. Yes, yes. Everyone choreography 
choreography it's just the algorithm of the of the steps but the dance it's uh, already combination of these steps algorithm and your feelings so every time when you dance the same choreography it looks different and i believe it's for everyone dancer really for everyone you cannot switch off your emotions your feelings and your inside drama <laughs> <laughs> so every time it's different and every time it changed because of many factors so that's why every time dance the same choreography looks different that's so cool <laughs> yeah thank you for bringing attention to to this and uh, uh so true <laughs> For you now, you feel that you can dance every time the same? No, but I was just curious because uh, uh, sometimes when we come back to choreography like from I don't know, a long time ago, maybe if someone asks specifically in this case, like people ask you, for instance, to, oh, can you dance to... Uh, again this uh, choreography so uh, I was just curious like from Dan's point of view like would responsibility of like oh they saw this choreography I need to repeat it exactly like this would it overtake <laughs> uh, fr from artistic uh, um, call oh I need to now I, I'm different so I need to revise it so that was uh, why I asked this question because it was very curious for me because <laughs> there is I don't think there is any wrong or right but it's very cool what you just said and and uh, uh, I guess it will be one of my new favorite ballet dance quotes <laughs> that even the same movement, but can be performed with different energy. Uh, I definitely need to go back and see exactly how you phrased it because it was really uh, so like true and <laughs> so to the point that uh, even the same, I don't know, chest circle, it can be so many different variations of it and <laughs> how it looks. Uh, so that's awesome. Uh, can I also ask you sort of a girlish question? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because looking at all your videos, you often include a lot of uh, hair moves. Mm -hmm. I mean, depending on the choreography, but it's uh, part of your dance uh, recurring from one choreography to another. How do you manage to dance with such a long hair? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I always had long hair. Always, always, always. So for me, it's it's normal. <laughs> like I don't feel anything special. I don't know. Maybe if if I would have very short hair and then it appears long, I feel the difference and uh, I can understand your question. But I always have long hair, so I don't know what you mean. You understand? <laughs> like. It always was the same for me. Just sometimes it's straight, sometimes it's curly. That's that's the difference. That's all. All another, I didn't feel. I have never had experience to feel it. So I don't know what you mean. <laughs> ah, I see. It's just, it's interesting to see how you manage to coordinate it. Because, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, I have long arms. I don't know what to do with them. And I mean, it's not exactly the same as hair, but uh, still you do all these crazy movies, such long hair. And I was like, always curious, like, doesn't it get like, I don't know, messy? Do you have any, I don't know, rituals that you do before or after the show to keep it in such a great shape uh, that you have and still be able to do all these uh, movement variations? <laughs> No, nothing special, just sometimes on the stage uh, it's a strange feeling that long hair can catch your belt on the down. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Yes, but it's okay. For me, it's always. So it's not very new feeling. It doesn't disturb me on the stage. And about the ritual, about about the ritual before performance, no, I just brush. And now, now I have straight hair. Yes, I need to, to make it straight because my hair naturally curly. It's not too much curly, but it's it's waved. Naturally, it's waved. So to make it straight, I need to straight it. But I do it uh, at home with the stylist before festival. And I go to the festival already ready <laughs> with the done hair. <laughs> I see. Well, thanks for sharing. It was the question totally out of my girlish curiosity. <laughs> but I bet a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of dancers watch new videos have the same <laughs> kind of questions yeah because sometimes people even write me in comments and write me in messages about it (laughs) (laughs) well i guessed everyone uh, curiosity (laughs) on this and now they have the answer (laughs) before i ask you our final signature question of the podcast can you please uh, share with our listeners what is the uh, best way to connect with you and follow your dance activities and also what are your nearest upcoming trips where we can see you in person soon (laughs) you can follow me where it's comfortable for you because for me nothing special nothing uh, in my priority you can just what is more comfortable for you well it's instagram facebook youtube what you prefer just if you follow it's always my pleasure to see your feedbacks this is what i can tell but where you do it 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 doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) and about the trips my next trip will be to argentina in june 14 17 june in chaco city and then i will have one and a half months of rest because my first half of the year was very very active and this is my special schedule tip that I always leave for myself nearly two months to rest. So in summer I will have rest and later in second part we will meet with you in Mexico, in Puerto Rico, in Canary Islands, in Poland, in Chile, in Cyprus, in Russia, in Ukraine. That's what I remember. (laughs) Later I will post information about the trips for the next half of the year so i will post it everywhere it's to help the first part of the question you can you will be able to see it in instagram and in facebook and for sure it will be my big pleasure to see you alive at the events because internet and the social media it's great but it's always pleasure to meet in person (laughs) to hug touch the hands to dance together and to feel each other. <laughs> so beautiful. And I definitely will add uh, direct links to your social media, to the show notes. So for people, it's easier to find and follow you, unless they're already doing it, I'm sure. <laughs> 
90% of whoever is listening now already follow you, but um, if you're missing uh, one of the platforms, like for instance YouTube, uh, you can find it easily in the show links and go and subscribe and uh, so you don't miss any new posts and videos from Alex. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and before I ask our final podcast question, I just wanted to take a, a minute and uh, Thank you so much for finding time in your super busy schedule and uh, being here with us today on podcast and sharing your experience and your awesomeness with us and uh, uh, little stories and tricks and um, things from your day-to-day dance uh, life. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate it highly and I'm sure all of our listeners really appreciate it too. (laughs) Thank you very much for this uh, interesting project that you let people to to see belly dance from inside, not from the glamour cover. And thank you for such interesting questions and thanks to everyone listener who listen our communication because I'm sure they do really hard work with my Russian English. <laughs> they try to understand what we mean and how we think. So thanks to every, every, everyone who, who is with us today, tomorrow, after tomorrow, and always who will just listen this interview. And thank you, Jana, for sure that you create this. Oh, it's my, my pleasure to get to talk to amazing artists. So we have our signature question of podcast that I finish every episode asking it regardless of uh, the topic of main part of the interview. And uh, the question is, what makes you fall in love with ballet dance again and again? So you keep doing it for so many years. Uh, well, belly dance, it's uh, not separated part of my life. It's my way of, of trying to know myself. This is my philosophy. This is my way to discover my personality. And this is my way to express my inside world. So I cannot get tired from belly dance. And um, if to reformulate your question, like where I get inspiration for to do it again, it, again and again and again I'm inspired by the trips by new communication by new peoples by new places by new myths new emotions this is all scenes all the elements of the life and belly dance is one of the elements of my life too so I cannot get tired of it (laughs) belly dance is a philosophy for me that's all. And how can you get tired to sing? How can you get tired to to feel, to express your emotions? Yeah, it's part of you, so you cannot separate it from yourself. Guys, thank you so much for spending this time with us. And if you like this episode, it will mean a world to me if you take a few seconds and leave us a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. Also, you can always find more information about podcast as well as past episodes at yanadance.com slash podcast. As well as you can connect with me on social media by yanadance or Yana Komarnitska. I'm very active on Instagram as well as Facebook and share a lot of tips and inspiration for your daily ballet dance life. And by the way, don't forget to subscribe to podcast so you never miss a future episode. And until next time, keep shimming.